Day 60. Mitzvah Shin Pei And that's the Mitzvah of taking Chala. The Pasuk says, Reishis Arisei Seichem, Chala Tarimu Trova, which means from when you make a mixing bowl of the dough, the first you should take out Chala, which is like a Trova, it has a Kedush of Trova, and is given to the Koyen, just like Trova is given to the Koyen. The Shir of Chala is the size of the Oimer of the Midbar, the Shir of the man that each person ate was Nasiris, the Eifah, and if that's the case, based on the calculation we have, it comes out to 43.2, which means 43 and a fifth of an egg, which is the share even today that a person has to make of a dough in order to be chayv chayv. The reason for the mitzvah, the chinuch says, is twofold. The one is because since bread is a staple which people rely on for sustenance, if that's the case, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give us a mitzvah which will be a constant source of bracha to our food, to the bread we eat. And as well as that, being as the dough was given to the Koyen, so that way HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ensure that the Koyen in Loiv De Hashem have a ready supply of food, which is more helpful to them than getting raw grain, which they would get from Truma, because that still needs a number of steps to render it edible. Whereas the dough, which is, just needs to be baked and can be eaten, is something which would be more of a requirement in order to enable them to devote themselves more fully to Avodah Hashem. The five species of grain, which are wheat, barley, spelled oats and rye, achayim and chale, only those five are called lechem. And as soon as one's made the dough, one's already chayim to take chale. Different amounts of each one can also be put together in order to make up a chiyuv, the required quantity to give chale. Even if there wasn't the quantity in the mixing bowl, but if after was in the oven, or even after being removed from the oven, all the prepared bread was put together into a large enough container which would have a shira chala and the chidduch means a container which has sides not just a flat surface such as the tabletop or counter then there would be a, a combined shira of chala a person would have to give chala similarly if a person forgot to give chala before baking the bread you would be chayv to give chala afterwards the chidduch also suggests that it's only if the bread is put from the oven directly into such a bowl or basket there will be a chi of chala. However, if it's first put onto a table and afterwards transferred to a basket or a bowl, the chinuch's opinion is there wouldn't be a chi of chala any longer. Another halacha applies to chala is that the Torah doesn't give a shear, it doesn't give an amount how much a person is to take for chala, and therefore, technically, even the smallest amount a person removes from the dough would be enough to mechaev chala. Chachamim, however, said a person should give one twenty-fourth of the dough to the koyen, which is already considered something significant which is being given. But in the case of a baker, since he's making much larger quantities, so chazal would make it, and they told, and they mechaev, would mechaev him only to give one forty-eighth. Today, when the chala can't be given to a coin because everyone's tummy, 
So therefore, we go back to the din of the Torah that the smallest amount is poiter the chalif. If a person has a very large kneading trough and has two separate doors at different places in the kneading trough which aren't touching each other, then they won't join together to the shear which is mechaif into taikhala. It doesn't make a difference if the flour is kneaded with water or other liquids, or whether it's baked in the oven, or it's put into a pot which has been preheated. In all of these cases it's called lechem, it's called bread, and therefore he's chayat to give khala. However, if a person would dry out the dough in the sun or boil it in a pot, there wouldn't be bread and therefore there would not be a khayat khala. The debate between the Rishonim, this is the opinion of the khayat. If a Jew and a non-Jew are partners in the bread, then there would be a khayat khala. Dough made for animals to eat would be part of the khala, but if it's made for animals and for people, then it would be chayim If a dough which had chala removed from it gets mixed with a dough which hasn't yet had chala removed from it, and therefore to take some of the mixture, one doesn't know if he's taking from the part of the dough which has already been potted from chala, or part which is still chayim, the etzer is to make up another dough which is for sure chayim, to t- connect it, touch it to the existing mixture, and take chala from that and everything. However, that wouldn't be an option, and a person would take challah from the big from the mixture as long as he doesn't make a bracha, that it would be okay. The raisa challah applies only in Eretz Yisrael. The pasuk says ba'acholchem milechem oaretz, which means the bread of the lands, and also it only applies when the whole of Klai Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, where it's majority, because the pasuk says b'bayachem, which means when you all are present in Eretz Yisrael. However. The Chazal will be taken to be separate Chalim and Chutzlaretz also, so that the Mitzvah Chal should not be forgotten. And therefore, Chalim and Chutzlaretz are more makele about to only take the Kazais even from a very big dog and to burn it, and not to give it to any coin to eat. There were, however, places where the Minag was to separate the full shear of Chalim and to give it to a coin who was Tahar. Even if it's not Shaykh today to be tar from Tumas Meis, because we lack the Paradoma, but at least he was tar from any other form of Tumah, and they would allow them to eat Chalab Ismanazir. There's another exception to the Lach of Chalab that Chinach explains, and that is Chalab Chutzlaretz, a person can be Mevatul Beroiv, which means with a dough which has already had Chalab taken from it, and that would be matter him to use the whole amount. Ramam's opinion is, that today, when people are Tomei, and because of Thomas Mace, so there is Israel, they take one Shechala of 148th of the mixture, and it gets burnt. But in places bordering Eretz Israel, they would take Chala twice. And they would take a second amount for the coin to give it to eat. And that wouldn't be defined by an amount, however much a person wanted to give. Chala in Chutzlaret, even though it's Tomei, since it's only been Therefore, it would be given to a coin who wasn't Tomei as Tumah Yetzmi which means he was only Tomei Tumas Meis, and gone to the Mikra from any other form of Tumah. And therefore, if there's a coin who's still a child, whether it's in Surya or other parts of Chutzlaretz, according to the Rambam, 
a person can separate Chayla 148 of the mixture and give it to this young child going to eat, whether it's a boy or a girl, and he doesn't have to separate the second time to burn. Or if a person gives it to a coin as an adult, but has gone to the mikveh and is therefore tired right now, he can be given chayla chusnaritz also. The mitzvah of chayla applies both to men and to ladies equally, even though the Gemara seems to put the responsibility more on the lady, if a man's making a dough, he's equally mechoyev to give chayla. Mitzvah shin pei vav, and it's a mitzvah of wearing titus. The Pasuk says, Va'asalem titus agen chavik dayem. It's a mitzvah to put titus on the corners of one's clothing. But for that, the Pasuk says, Vilim, ta'is lechal arva, kanifas kisuscha. It has to be an atom of clothing which has four corners. Well, if it has more than four corners, it's still mechayim titus in the four most, more distant corners. And uh, if it has less than three, four corners, such as three or less, then there would be no chil of tzitzis. The size of the baguette, with the rice, which needs tzitzis, is something which most of the body of a child and his head would be covered. And uh, we're talking about a child who's six or seven years old. And the tzitzis needs, the talis needs to be made of either tzemer, which is wool from sheep, as opposed to other animals' wools, and pishtim, which means linen, Either one of those two, the rice is Bukhiv and Titus. Other fabric used to make the baguette will only be Chayev with Rabban. The reason for the mitzvah, the Pasuk itself says, when Isim Isaiah was Chayat and was called Mitzvah Hashem, and the best reminder is something a person always carries on him as a symbol, and therefore it's something which his eyes are always aware of. And that's why when the person sees a titus, it should be a reminder constantly of all the mitzvahs of Hashem. The titus is a remes, is an allusion to the Tariag mitzvahs, because the gematria of titus is 600, together with the eight strings of the titus and the five knots in each of the four sides, is another 13. And the next remes of titus is that a person's whole body and, of course, his nefesh are all dedicated to Hashem. The white of the tzitzis is a remnant to the body, which brings a right figure to Rabbi that was built, created what's called the Shalek Shadachat Kisriyakavod. The strings refer to the body because it brings the Gemara, which says, that at the beginning of a person's formation, his extremities look like strings. The blue thread in the Tzitzit is a remez to the Shemayim, to the and therefore, by extension, a remez to the spiritual part of a person is the Shama which descends from Shemayim. When tying the knots of the Tzitzit, so he ties the one as seven, the other one is thirteen, as a remez to the seven levels of Shemaim, and thirteen are all the intermediate levels between them. Even though some strings are meant to be treles, which is blue, and others are meant to be white, the two do not mark of each other, and therefore when a person only has the white strings, is mechuyev to wear the tzitzis, 
even with just the white strings. However, all four corners are ma'akeh, and therefore if one doesn't have enough strings to put on all four corners, one can't be ma'akeh the mitzvah of tzitzis. The blue dye of the trellis comes from a specific sea creature called the chilazan, and it gives the, the dye a blue tinge like the sea, which we, for many years the chilazan says we haven't found it, and we, therefore we don't have this blue dye today. When we color the tzitzis, you have to do it lishma. And same thing when a person twists the threads of the tzitzis, a person should have in mind that he's doing it the tzitzis. Same thing, a person can't take the wool, the wool which gets caught on thorns as the animal walks past to make it the tzitzis. It's considered a design for the mitzvah to use sub-quality threads. And likewise, wool which is also because it's from a carbon or from a vodazara or something else which has to get destroyed would be possible for tzitzis. If a guy would make tzitzis, it would be possible. But if Yisrael makes tzitzis, even without kavana, the Shem is tzitzis, which is meant to have, but he have it, it's still kosher. When one connects the tzitzis to the garments, you should make the hole for the tzitzis, not too close to the edge and not too far away. The ideal distance from the edge of the garments until the hole for the tzitzis should be a size of the width of a person's thumb. And then it passes four rings through that hole, with one string longer than the other, so they'll be able to use it to wrap around the other ones. And then he ties them all together with a double knot, the four on each side. In between the knots, he, he wraps the longer thread around the other ones. And then he ties it again, and he does it four times. And the result is meant to be that when the strings of the tzitzis hang, there should be two-thirds of untied strings and one-third of the, the band which has been tied and knotted. That's the ekamitza. But even if you only tie the strings once, and then wrap the one string around the others and tie it again, which is one kudya, one joint, so to speak, Similarly, if the strings will get cut and they will be much shorter, even if they have just an amount which can be turned on itself, as a bow, so to speak, it will still be kosher. However, if one of the strings is cut from the very beginning, before the the knots, then it will be possible. A person is only mechuyiv to put tzitzis of clothing he's wearing. If he has a four-corner garment but it's staying in storage, he's not mechuyiv to put if a person has a garment made out of linen, you should put on tzitzis made out of linen. Unlike Meshama who holds that it would be part in such a case from tzitzis, because since you're not allowed to put tzitzis on it, because tzitzis is dafka wool, the blue dye will only catch well in the wool. If that's the case, you wouldn't be able to put tzitzis of kilayim, which means a mixture of wool and linen, together on the same baguette. However, we don't pass in Akbar and the rule we pass in is that even though the love of Kilayim doesn't apply to Tzitzis, we said together with don't wear Kilayim with a person has to make Tzitzis, and therefore we still hold that even something made of linen is Chayim in Tzitzis, which means even though we put Tzitzis of linen on a bag made of linen, 
rats when we have to put with the rice chelis on that as well, even though it's kelaim. However, Mirabona, we don't do it. The Gemara says, Gazerim Shulkala Idan, which means people who forged the color of the dye within a tree based product and then it wasn't real chelis. The Gemara explains Vishil's opinion that even though you hold that tzitzis over rats kelaim, nevertheless, one can't use woolen white strings on a bagel of pishtan, and the reason for that is is because since it's an alternative to do the mitzvah without being over which is by using white strings better than linen as well therefore would not be mutter to do it with through kilayim therefore today when one doesn't have treles which would need wool and the strings are going to be white even though the Shema holds Hillel holds that there would be the possibility that the mitzvah of sins would overrun kilayim since today they never have to come into conflict because one could always make the white strings the same material as he made the baguette. And if that's the case, we'd be able to make the mitzvah tzitzis without being over the Isra of Kilayim. Even though if technically a person doesn't have a four-cornered garment, he's not mechiyev to find one or buy one to put tzitzis on, nevertheless, Allah recommend the person goes out of his way to keep this mitzvah. And then they say that a person who's there is careful with this mitzvah, the future will be zaycheh to 280 servants to do his bidding. And the reason why it's so important that we saw before is because this is the reminder for the rest of the Torah. Besides for that, the Gemara says if a person has a mezuzah on his door and it's fitted on his body, he's guaranteed, he's given a protection to withstand that error. This mitzvah applies only to men and not to ladies because we pass on the opinion which holds that it's time bound. However, it applies every time and every place. If ladies want to put on without a bracha, there are some person who hold it to that, and there are persons who even allow her to make a bracha if she would want to. If a person would wear a four-cornered garment made out of wool or linen without wearing tzitzis, and it's the big enough baguette to be obligated in tzitzis, it's be vital as Mrs. say. If it's made out of other materials, such as silk or leather, then it's only midrabbalim. If a person doesn't own the baggage, he just borrowed it. So until 30 days, he doesn't have to put on tzitzis. Thereafter, it becomes like his, and therefore he's mechayu. Mitzvah shin zayin, and that is not to stray after the thoughts of our heart, what we see with our eyes. eyes the Apostlech says, which means that a person has to reign in his thoughts, not to dwell on things which are against the Torah wants because that can bring him to make mistakes. Similarly, a person should not follow his eyes, which means all the tithes of Eilam Hazak. And following one's eyes, besides so in a general term referring to all tithes of the body, refers specifically to the temptation for eyes. The reason for the mitzvah is straightforward. That's why a person prevents himself from falling into the trap of a bear. And therefore, this is the foundation of many other mitzvahs. Because bad thoughts, the Chinuf calls Avoisatumah, and the actions are the child, so to speak, of such intentions. And we have the principle one Avera brings another, Avera Gereris Avera. And therefore, a person applies his mind how to fulfill his divas. It will 
and bring him to try and fulfill many more tayyus. And at one time he's strong enough to withstand his yetahara and to avert his eyes from seeing what's bad. If that's the case, the first time will make it easier for him to do the same thing the second time and the third. And therefore, a person's ability not to give in to his tiredness and to break the hold of heaven over him will cause him to be happy with what he does have and go back to the natural yashra's correctness that Hashem created him with. This mitzvah applies in every time and every place, both men and two ladies. And if a person is over in this and specifically focuses on the thoughts or science is not meant to see, he's over in this mitzvah. Same thing, a person who puts his focus on enjoying the physical pleasures this world has to offer without any good intention of why he wants them. For example, a person could eat in order to be healthy or, or in order to have strength to serve Hashem. But if that's not a person's intention, just to enjoy physicality, so he's over in this isser. But since it's something which is not specific, and therefore one can't give hasra for it, therefore there's no marcus. And also because we have the general rule that an action where there's no marcus, an action, a person gets marcus, but on an issue where there's no physical action, there'll be no fear of marcus either.